Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today in business from Wired. Spyware scandals are ripping through Europe. The latest crisis that rocked the Greek government shows the bloc's surveillance problem goes beyond the notorious NSO group. By Morgan Meeker. The text message that dragged Tanasis Kokakis into what's being called Europe's Watergate scandal was so innocuous he can barely remember receiving it. The Athens-based financial journalist received the note on his black iPhone 12 Pro on July 12th last year from a Greek number he didn't have saved. That wasn't unusual for Kokakis, who has spent the past three years investigating the changes the government has been making to financial crime regulation. He gets a lot of messages, both from numbers he saved and those he hasn't. This one addressed him directly. Thanasis, it read, Do you know about this issue? Kokakis clicked on the link that followed, which took him to a news story about a Greek banking scandal. He replied with a terse, No. Kokakis, 44, did not think about the message until months later. In the days that followed, he was oblivious to the fact that the website that hosted the story he was sent had disappeared. He also did not know that by clicking on that link, he had opened an invisible door inside his phone, allowing spyware software called Predator to creep in to silently watch the messages and calls he was sending and receiving. His phone kept working as if everything was normal, he says. Then, in December, Kokakis read a report about how Facebook parent company Meta had detected commercial spyware being used by customers in 10 different countries, including Greece. One of the links used to trick people into downloading the spyware was designed to look like CNN Greece, where he worked as an editor. Suddenly suspicious, he contacted Meta, which connected him with researchers at Citizen Lab, a research facility at the University of Toronto that specializes in spyware. In March, they told him that he was being spied on. He went public with that information the following month, prompting uproar and an investigation by a Greek prosecutor. But the scandal was only getting started. On July 26th, another person revealed he had also received a link infected with predator spyware. Nikos Androlakis, leader of PASOK, Greece's third-largest political party. Androlakis did not click on the infected link, but the fact someone had attempted to hack the phone of a serving opposition leader tipped the Greek government into crisis. Two officials have resigned so far, and pressure is mounting on Prime Minister Kiriakos Mitsotakis to explain who's behind the spyware. The ripple effects of the scandal are reaching the heart of the European Union. 
Over the past 13 months, it has been revealed that spyware has targeted opposition leaders, journalists, lawyers, and activists in France, Spain, Hungary, Poland, and even staff within the European Commission, the EU's cabinet-style government between 2019 and 2021. The bloc has already set up an inquiry into its own use of spyware, but even as the 38-person committee works toward producing a report for early 2023, the number of new scandals is quickly mounting up. What sets the scandal in Greece apart is the company behind the spyware that was used. Until then, the surveillance software in every EU scandal could be traced back to one company, the notorious NSO group. Yet the spyware stalking Kokakis's phone was made by Cytrox, a company founded in a small European nation of North Macedonia and acquired in 2017 by Tal Dilian, an entrepreneur who achieved notoriety for driving a high-tech surveillance van around the island of Cyprus and showing a Forbes journalist how it could hack into passing people's phones. In that interview, Dilian said he had acquired Cytrox and absorbed the company into his intelligence company Intellexa, which is now thought to now be based in Greece. The arrival of Cytrox into Europe's ongoing scandal shows the problem is bigger than just the NSO group. The bloc has a thriving spyware industry of its own. As the NSO group struggles with intense scrutiny and being blacklisted by the U.S., its less well-known European rivals are jostling to take its clients, researchers say. Over the past two months, Cytrox is not the only local company to generate headlines for hacking devices within the bloc. In June, Google discovered the Italian spyware vendor RCS Lab was targeting smartphones in Italy and Kazakhstan. Alberto Nobili, RCS's managing director, told Wired that the company condemns the misuse of its products, but declined to comment on whether the cases cited by Google were examples of misuse. RCS personnel are not exposed, nor participate in any activities conducted by the relevant customers, he said. More recently, in July, spyware made by Austria's DSIRF was detected by Microsoft hacking into law firms, banks, and consultancies in Austria, the UK, and Panama. DSIRF did not reply to Wired's request for comment. Europe is definitely a nexus, says Justin Albrecht, security intelligence researcher at cybersecurity company Lookout. This jostling in the spyware industry echoes what happened in 2015, when the well-known Italian spyware maker hacking team was itself hacked and the company's emails were leaked online, says Albrecht. After that, we started to see different players take away some of the business that was going to hacking team. Commercial spyware companies are the hitmen of their industry. They enable hacking to take place, but they don't choose the target. Instead, who orders these infections remains a mystery. When researchers detect spyware on a person's phone, they can tell which company created the product, but not who paid for it, meaning it's difficult to decipher who's really to blame. In Greece, for example, the conservative government continues to deny using predator spyware against Kokakis and Androlakis, although the head of Greek intelligence reportedly admitted to legally wiretapping Kokakis's phone using local telecom companies, while the prime minister said Androlakis had been put under the same type of surveillance. What took place was not illegal, but it was a mistake, he said. Resignations there started with those admissions. First, the head of Greek intelligence, Panayodis Kodoleon, stepped down. He was shortly followed by Grigoris Dimitriadis, the prime minister's chief of staff and nephew, after local outlet Reporters United alleged Dimitriadis ran in the same circles as people selling Cytrox software. Neither the prime minister's office nor the Greek intelligence agency replied to Wired's request for comment. 
Last year in Hungary, six people discovered their phones had been hacked by NSO Group's Pegasus after they were tipped off by the Pegasus Project, an investigation by 17 media outlets in different countries. There is no direct evidence the Hungarian government deployed this spyware against local journalists and activists, says Adam Remport, legal officer for the Hungarian Civil Liberties Union, which is representing hacking victims in a legal case against the state. Instead, it's a case of connecting the dots. We know that Hungary bought Pegasus. We know these people were in fields that are uncomfortable for the government, he says, adding the people targeted were journalists and activists who uncovered corruption in Hungary's connections with Russia. I think there are no other possible suspects who could have carried out these acts. Following revelations about the use of NSO spyware in Hungary and Poland, members of the European Parliament launched a rare inquiry in April, whose focus on Pegasus was so marked that it was called the Pega Committee. Some in Israel believe the focus on the NSO group is disproportionate. There's a feeling in Israel that a fair part of this is just Israel bashing, and if it were any other country, there wouldn't have been nearly as much noise about it, says Chuck Freilich, a former deputy national security advisor in Israel. There are companies in other countries that do the exact same or almost exact same thing. They just don't do it as well. The NSO group doesn't deserve less scrutiny, but other spyware companies do deserve more, says Lookouts Albrecht. Although victims of other spyware firms are not as well known as Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post columnist who was murdered after his phone was hacked with Pegasus, there are signs that other companies enable hacking that would be considered controversial. We've seen indications that RCS Lab spyware is being used within Syria, specifically in what's known as the Rojava region, an area where the Kurdish minority population primarily is, he says. For some, the situation in Greece reinforces the argument that there needs to be industry-wide regulation. Even if NSO Group closes tomorrow because of all the problems they face today, the situation will be the same if there's no change in regulation, says Etienne Maignier, a technologist at Amnesty International's security lab. The problem is not one bad company. It's really the legal structure that makes these companies take these decisions. Sophie Intvelt, a Dutch MEP who is the rapporteur in charge of the PEGA committee, is hoping to change that once the EU inquiry is complete next year. This whole sector should be heavily regulated, she says, adding she wants to force the sector to be more transparent. If you try to find out who these companies are, who the people are behind them, and where they are based, it's impossible. What annoys her the most is that Intellexa, the company that sells Cytrox, says on its website that it's EU-regulated. What the hell does that mean when you are EU-regulated, she says. Regulated by whom? And by what rules? Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.